The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. You're listening to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. I'm your host, Terry Williams. Let's rise to new heights together on mindbodyspirit.fm. Hey, wherever you are in the world today, I welcome you to another 30 minutes of The Art of Impeccable Soul Care here on mindbodyspirit.fm. My guest today, Sarah Landon, is really one of the most beautiful channelers I've ever connected with. During the last year, I was introduced to Sarah through COVID, the COVID experience, and it really helped me get through. I tuned into her Art of Channeling workshop that was offered with Mike Dooley. And although I've channeled in my own way, like through the shamanic journey practice, the teachings that she offered in that were absolutely beautiful. So when I heard that her book, The Wisdom of the Council, was available and that Hay House would let me interview her, hook us up, I jumped on it. So uh, listeners today, I know that you are going to hear some really juicy insight that helps carry you to another level of channeling and connecting with the divine. And with that, welcome, Sarah. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Terry. I'm so happy to be here with you and your audience. We're going to have a great conversation. And I really appreciate you sharing that about your experience with the art of channeling and with uh, navigating through COVID and all life events. (laughs) Because I, I believe the wisdom is all here for us. And For me, being a channel of the council was nothing I ever (laughs) planned in my life. But very early on when I started channeling them, they said, if you will just live this wisdom, you will live a life beyond your wildest dreams. And that truly is my experience. And before we went on air, as you know, I've been going through some interesting things in my family uh, with a dearest family member being diagnosed uh, with with uh, a disease and just different things. And truly, these teachings work and they work perfectly if you just apply them in your life. And it's my great joy to just share the council's wisdom and their teachings and this this uh, opportunity for everyone to really master their own life experience and live as the impeccable creators that we all are of our experience. So thank you for having me, Terry. And I know that, I don't want to say that you fought it, but yet there was a block for you, for you, like most of uh, humanity in trusting in that wisdom and you know, doubting whether it was even real, especially because of your upbringing. Yeah. 
Well, <laughs> where to begin <laughs> with that one? Yeah. For anyone, what, what I would say to you is, you know, trust in the perfect unfolding of your magical life because it's probably not going to be the way you plan it or expect it to be. And I was raised in a very loving Christian family in a small town that really only knew the teachings of Christianity. And it was a bit mm -hmm. later in my life that I was exposed through my beloved aunt to these concepts of reincarnation and spirituality and metaphysics and quantum physics. And there was a very deep resonance at a, a young age to the truth of the knowing of these teachings, but I got very involved in personal development in my teens and, and in my twenties and thirties. And I was in the corporate world living a, by all means, fairly traditional corporate job sort of life. And yet I was always reading spiritual books. I was very drawn to channeled information at that time. I had absolutely no interest in being a channel, never crossed my mind, although I was very guided to channeled information. And so I never could have imagined that I would myself be channeling. And when it first happened, I was doing a session with a person that became a very dear, very dear friend of mine that is a quantum uh, QHHT practitioner, quantum healing hypnosis technique developed by Dolores Cannon. And I was really there to get in touch with my higher self and my soul because I had these questions of who am I and why am I here and what's my purpose and what's our highest potential? And I had all these questions. So it was really this opportunity to ask my soul these questions. Well, much to my surprise, what happened was this wisdom that began to flow through me very quickly, very intensely, that was the most beautiful truth, the most loving experience, and the highest wisdom that answered every question that I had ever had. And I just couldn't deny what a powerful experience that was. And I told no one for a very long time, but continued to do sessions with the woman who was the QHHT practitioner who became my dearest friend. And, and we just continued to set up these sessions and she would ask them questions. I would write questions down. And over the years, it just got to this place where I could take a couple of deep breaths and the council would come through and I could channel for hours and hours every day. And it's just the most amazing experience. But it's not that I didn't trust the way I felt because the feeling, the love, the energy, the intensity, you could not know that that was real. But oftentimes just trusting, am I making this up? Where's this coming from? And one of the things I share, and it's probably one of the most important things I share in the art of channeling is that the number one thing that most people struggle with in their connection to source, which we all have, however that flows through you, whether it's verbal channeling or automatic writing or your uh, clairsentient or clairvoyant or your channeling art, whatever it is, most people don't trust it. And it's a relationship just like any other relationship. So if you think about your relationship to source, just like you would with someone you dearly love, 
if you are constantly doubting it, constantly second guessing it, never had really time to tune in, right? You wouldn't have a very good relationship where if you have this beautiful love affair with someone and you just can't wait to feel them and be with them and you're so excited and you're, there's this deep trust and reverence for one another, you know, that's what's possible for all of us in our connection to source, your higher self, your soul, your team, your cosmic council, whatever it is. So we all have this. And I share this in the art of channeling. I had a client who was channeling through automatic writing. And she said, you know, I just don't think this is working for me. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, well, I just, I don't think any, I'm getting anything. I'm just not getting much. I said, well, send me what you are getting. And I'm reading it and I'm like, okay. So I read it back to her and it goes like this. You're exactly where you're meant to be. Everything is perfect and always working out for you. You are a beautiful divine being, perfect in every way. Things are going to unfold for you. Follow the, it was just this incredible message. She's crying. I'm crying. And my next question was, you know, if this was coming from your head, what do you think your head would be saying? Your head's like, you aren't there yet. You don't have it done. None of this is coming together. Why are we still waiting? What's wrong? Right? So sometimes it's so subtle and so simple and so completely right there for you that people are expecting this big booming voice of God. And it really, for most of us, isn't that way. It's this beautiful relationship that's always there for you, that the more you make time for it and trust it, the more beautiful and expansive it gets. Well, and I love that you read it back to her. And I seem to remember that in your teachings, you suggested having somebody read it back to mm-hmm. you. And I remember sending it because I, I journey, I practice the shamanic journey and I write stuff down. And never once had I had somebody read to me what I wrote. And I'm listening to it and I'm going, oh, Oh my yeah. God, that's so beautiful. Yeah. And I really appreciated that. So I would imagine that when that person was receiving it, first of all, from your beautiful voice, you have such a soft, beautiful voice. And then to relay that message that came for her to hear it in that new way must have been so heartwarming for her. Yeah. Or yeah. him. So what we're referring to, if someone's kind of wondering what we're talking about, is is ultimately what I would refer to as automatic writing. doesn't matter what you call it, but yeah. you can do this with anything or anyone. One of the practices that I teach in the Art of Channeling course is to sit down and say, what does my soul most want me to know? And you could ask, what does mm-hmm. my higher self or what is God or what is my team? Whatever feels good to you, it doesn't matter. What does my soul most want me to know? And then take some deep breaths and just start writing and just whatever comes through you, even if you think you're making it up, if you think it's all coming from your head, just keep going. And that's really what we're talking about. It's that simple. You can do the same process of asking. I I do this with my partner sometimes is asking his higher self for a message. What, what do you want me to know? 
And all of a sudden I just start writing. And, and even I, even though I teach this, sometimes I feel like, well, maybe I'm making this up. But every time when I get done and usually the energy just stops, it may go on for a particular period of time, but it just kind of stops. And I read it back out loud and oh my gosh, it's, it's like, there's just no way you could make this up. And as you said, Terry, mm -hmm. if you can have someone read it back to you, it's yet a whole nother level. And so when we're writing it, we're hearing it. And, and when I'm channeling, I'm translating this stream of consciousness or these blocks of thoughts that, that are just right there for me. And that's the same with automatic writing. So you're hearing that voice in your head. When you read it back in your head, it, it doesn't always carry the same level of power or influence or vibration as if you read it out loud or have someone read it to you. It's an amazing, it's, it's just a powerful shift to realize that there's no way you're making this up. And I have worked with, gosh, uh, probably over 5,000 people now worldwide. We had several, oh, we had way over 4,000 people in the art of channeling that took that class live. That course is still available on my website. I've done semi-private channeling groups of taking small groups of 50 people, 13 of them now through this process. Everyone has the ability to do this. Everyone can tune in. Each person expresses their channel connection to source differently in whatever way you do it is perfect. It's always there for you. If you at some point in your life were really tuned into that and now you're not, it's always there and it's always been there. The thing I want people to understand while oh, it's just the greatest experience to channel the council and bring their wisdom through, they will always have a grander perspective on anything, another level of awareness to offer on anything, any subject, no matter what it is, because they have a viewpoint beyond the limitation of our physical senses that while we're in this experience, we don't fully realize in the same way that they do. You can feel it, but yet when they bring in this grander perspective and awareness, it's, it's so far beyond and it just changes everything in your life. It just changes everything. I used to not mm. value words like peace and harmony. To be able to find harmony within yourself in any moment, no matter what. To be able to, no matter what is occurring in your life, come into this place of total acceptance of all possible outcomes and instantly manifest peace. Oh my gosh. It's, it's priceless. It's the most incredible gift. But as you fully step into your own connection to source. You go beyond into potentials and possibilities and levels of love and pure love and unwavering love that, that just transforms your life and your entire experience. I am oh, amazed time and time again that when we tune in to our connection to source, that not only is there instant peace and love, but there is this much more expansive knowing of meaning, purpose, fulfillment, everything. And 
I had an interesting couple of <laughs> weeks here, as you you well know. Um, my dear family member was diagnosed with stage four cancer. My dog passed away. My grandmother ended up having an emergency surgery. Just all these things kept coming up and happening. Another dear friend ended up in intensive care right in a very short period of time. And for example, with my beloved dog, but this works with people too. I had another dear friend that transitioned this year. I allow my human part of me, which I experience like that innocent little girl or little boy within me or a little child within me, whether you're a girl or boy, but this, I, I, I let the little girl inside of me feel what she feels. And then when I'm ready, I sit down and I ask for a message from that person, whether it's someone that has transitioned or a beloved animal that transitioned. I recently asked the higher self of my family member who was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and I could have never imagined the answer that came through, the message that came through. I just get chills now even saying it. And from that moment, I have been in total peace and complete acceptance of that powerful soul's journey and that nothing has gone wrong here. Really, isn't that what we're all seeking? We are seeking a sense of peace, a sense of calm, and ultimately love. That is what I think every being, not just human beings, you know, like you said, your dog, every being on the planet is seeking that connection to love. And with that, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. And the first question I want you to answer is, who is the Okay, counsel? perfect. Welcome back. Okay, so before the break, uh, we were talking about really what we all want, peace, calm, unconditional love. And listeners, the question I really want Sarah to answer for all of us right now is, who is the counsel? We're talking about her book now, The Wisdom of the Counsel. And who is the counsel? So the counsel is a collective of ascended master beings who are here to offer us a grander perspective of our human experience so that we can remember who we are and why we're here and what our purpose is and how to live it. And they also expand that to say, you are us and we are you. And what that means to me is anyone who is drawn to the council, in fact, I continually hear this when people say, the first time I heard the council, I just, I started crying or I had this remembrance or it was a feeling like coming home or it was like, this is, this is the voice I'd been dreaming about or they just knew. And people often share stories of how they came about the council, but the first moment they heard them, they were they were home. They had found this, what Mm -hmm. they have been seeking, but really it wasn't Mm -hmm. something outside of them. It was their 
higher self, I believe. I believe the council is made up of uh, the higher self of everyone who will ever hear their message. And I think whether you hear a replay on our website or in our master's class program from something a month ago or a year ago, I truly believe your consciousness was part of that message that came through in that moment. And you are just drawing it to you at the divine perfect time. And so we all have this connection to the council. I truly believe that. I, I've gotten questions from people who, uh, other people, well, there's the council of this and the council of that, and how are they different? And yet, from Source's perspective, they're really not, and it doesn't matter. You know, for us to even try to name them and figure it out begins to limit it. So I just encourage people, you know, go to the website, go to the free resources, search through the visualizations or meditations or MP3s or courses and whatever lights up for you, just start there because that's the perfect message for you in that moment. But they are always with us. They are always available to us. And I would just add in, in answering who is the council, from my experience, They are the most loving beings in all of the universe, truly. And when you say channeling, what do you mean by that? (laughs) You know, I'm sure that most of the listeners have heard the word channeling. They wouldn't be here if they didn't and they weren't curious. I'm curious what you mean by that word channel. Yeah, so everyone is a channel. We have all experienced it consciously or unconsciously in some way. I think when we reference an athlete being in the zone, they are in a channeled state. When you are so immersed in doing something you love or a project or some sort of creative expression and you lose all track of time and space, you're channeling in that moment, writing poetry, writing music, playing an instrument, art. There's endless ways. When you're having a conversation with someone and you're just, you don't even know what you're saying or where it's coming from, but the person across from you is like, wait, say that again. What did you say? And you go, I don't know. It was just coming through me. And all of those are examples. Some people do automatic writing. Some people get messages from angels or ascended masters or loved ones on the other side. There's so many different forms. A lot of people now are experiencing what is referred to as light language, which is another form. I very much resisted ever being called a channel. And I still have a little resistance to the word channel er. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, that's the experience. It's, I it never ceases to amaze me. Someone who I never think would be open to something like this will be like, oh, you know, just channeling Uncle Joe here, or, you know, they'll reference channeling an actor or a musician, right? We all reference it. We all kind of know what it is. It's a very natural thing and we all do it. For me, I am a verbal channel. So I close my eyes, I take a few deep breaths and the council comes through, they don't take a pause, they don't miss a beat, they don't say, um, the cadence of their their speaking is different than mine. 
the tone a little bit is different. I used to be very different, but the more I channel over the years, the more it's like my own voice and experience. I realize there's lots of different modalities of channeling. Uh, I am very present. I know what they're saying. I don't leave my body. My consciousness doesn't leave my experience. I experience what they're saying from a much higher level of awareness, of absolute love and non-judgment. And yet when I listen back to it on a replay or something or read a transcript, it's like oftentimes like I'm hearing it for the first time and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the most amazing wisdom ever. And yet at some point I verbally channeled it through me. It's just an incredible experience. There are times that, you know, I, I may have a, I'll, I'll give you a perfect example. I'm a huge animal lover and animals are just, bring me such great joy. I, I love animals. And I was doing a session, a channeled session with someone who was explaining an experience they had, which my human would have been devastated by as it related to an interaction with an animal. But as I was channeling, my consciousness never wavered from pure love, never went into suffering, never went into grief, never went into emotional response. I stayed in this consciousness that was channeling through of the higher perspective of this situation and reverence for the sentient being that this animal was and all people involved in it. And so when you have an experience like that, you just know, you just know that this is real, that it's available to everyone, that it is pure love. And that's the truth of who we all are. Yeah. We never meant to come here and create such resistance or such an experience of separation where we didn't know our connection to source was always available to us. We all have mm -hmm. it. Yeah. It seems like this could be a whole nother topic, but there's such an element of fear around people in connecting and believing in that element of love and purity that exists and that is who we are. You know, just like you said, we, the council is us and we are the council. That's what I feel about that sense of love and being able to look past that element of fear. One of the questions that I had was, how did you decide which channeled wisdoms you were going to include in the book? <laughs> well, one of the council's teachings is the word choiceless. The experience of allowing things to be choiceless, that there's no reason to make a big decision ever about anything. If you truly allow the energy mm -hmm. and the light to guide the way, all things are choiceless. Do you expand on that? It's like, it's already done and you're well on your way before you realize it was even choiceless there or that you had to make a big decision. So when I first started channeling the council, I continually was told, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. You're never going to get this wisdom in the world if you don't write a book. And I was like, yeah, you know, someday I want to publish a book with Hay House. I want it to be a bestseller. 
but it was not choiceless at that time. And this was 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. And so I just continued to follow the energy and the light. I started doing live calls every week. Then I started doing webinars, three-part webinars. I did one on manifesting your soul's desires. And then I did one on health and abundance and different things. And then I started doing a, a program, which turned into our master's class advanced program, where I did a live call every week with Q&A, channeling the council and sharing eventually integration of how to live this wisdom. Then I started doing online yeah. courses. Then I did live events, you know, different summits, partnered with Mike Dooley to do the art of channeling, all these different things that occurred. And at one point in time, I have an amazing team and uh, I, I just couldn't do it without my team. I just love my team and it's so fun what we create and just the different uh, passions everybody brings to the table. And, and we noticed that over the course of uh, about a, a 12 week time frame that they had started talking about this concept of writing the story of your life. Like, what if this is the last chapter of your book? What if this is your story, right? What are you, what is it going to be? Right. And then it just unfolded. And then there was a moment that there was like just the perfect wrap up. And I, we said, I think we have a book here. So it was all verbally channeled, put into transcripts and then taken and put into a format of a book with quotes and essential messages. And it just, I'm not going to say it, it wrote itself, but it really did. And in the perfect moment, the energy flowed through me, flowed through um, Sarah Elizabeth on my team, who's an incredible editor and took some of these transcripts and took these transcripts and put them into this format with these essential messages because she was so familiar with the wisdom. We just, we knew that was the beginning and we knew it was exactly 12 chapters and we knew that was the end and there was no effort in it, really. There was hours of time and energy, but there was never an efforting, difficult part of the process. I sat down one day and the entire introduction of the book just flowed through me. We wanted to do an opening message from the council and I went, oh wait, I have it. And we had just recorded it and it was perfect. And so <laughs> the other part of it was people said, oh, you know, it's just, you're going to get, you have to get a literary agent and it's really difficult. You're probably going to get all these no's and you've got to do this and you've got to do that. And I'm like, no, no, I just knew. <laughs> and I can't explain it, but I just knew. Yeah. I kept saying, nope, Hay House is going to call me. Like, I just know it. Like somehow I'm just going to go, I'm going to follow the energy, follow the inspiration. And it's just, there's going to be a moment. It's just going to be choiceless. Well, sure enough, I did the Art of Channeling event that you uh, mentioned with Mike Dooley. And Mike Dooley is a New York Times bestselling author and works with Hay House and has published many books through Hay House. And he said, do you want to publish a book with Hay House? Do you have a book you want to publish? And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and he said, let me introduce you. Two weeks later, I had not only one book deal, but two book deals. The second one for a book that was not even written that is being published in April of this year with Mike Dooley. So The Wisdom of the Council, which is the book that is out now. It's in Kindle, audiobook, uh, paperback. 
The Wisdom of the Council, Channeled Messages for Living Your Purpose, is now available in the first week of being published, actually in the first 48 hours. It was a number one bestseller and a number one new release on Amazon in the channeling category and in the Angels and Spirit Guides category. And the second book, which is completed, is being published with uh, Hay House as well, which is The Dream, The Journey, Eternity, and God. And it's really channeled answers to your deepest questions, which will be released in April of 2023. So uh, it was just a beautiful process. And it was the ultimate living of the teaching that when you allow things to be choiceless, there is no big decision. There is no force or effort. Yeah, you you put energy into things and you create and you do what you love and you do the things that bring you joy, but there's not effort there. Editing yeah. the council can be a very intense process because by design, they are repetitive. And you hear something, you hear something. I mean, I've channeled everything they've brought through well over 10,000 hours for 10 years now. And I still will hear something for the thousandth time and go, Oh, I get that now. Oh, I yeah. get that now. And you just, when yeah. you, 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 they're bringing you into an awareness that may be so far from where your reality is right now, but just the awareness of it, begins to open up a whole new world of potential to you. And then it becomes your experience. Mm. And then it's like this truth and this knowing, and it just expands from there. So again, even though the process of editing can be tedious or intense, it's not effort. If you really open up and you really open your own channel as you're going through it, um, having had an editor from Hay House that was not familiar with the council's work at first, I just told her, I said, open up and let the council help you. And sure enough, she did. And she's like, it worked. <laughs> we all have it. We all have a connection. Yeah. Well, I think that you are the best example of that and that, you know, you practice what you preach and you teach it in a way that people can understand and grasp part of that maybe because of your upbringing, but also because of your own heart-centeredness and your own ability to be open and to receive. So um, thank you. And we're down to the wire. I'm sure my producer's going to be bopping us in a minute and say, you two could go on forever, right? And I want to thank you so much for being here. And hopefully you'll come back in April when the next yeah. book is out. You and Mike can come on in and we're going to have to book an hour that time. One of the things that I really wanted to say that I have found with the book is that wherever I open it to, the message is just perfect for that yeah. day. I love that about it. And the wisdom is so pure and has an element of innocence that if we just tapped into it, even the smallest bit, our lives have the potential to change. So thank you. Thank you for turning me and the world onto that wisdom of the council and teaching us how to get there. You know, visit Sarah's site, sarahlandon.com. 
for teachings, for the book releases, for resources, for the masterclass, anything that I missed? No, there's there's a lot of free resources there. You can also go to thewisdomofthecouncil.com. There's a free 60-minute preview of the audiobook, which includes the forward by Mark, Mike Dooley. You can also go to YouTube, Sarah Lane in Life. There's lots and lots of videos there, but go to sarahlanna.com. There's tons of free resources. If you're wanting more, just look through the visualizations, look through the MP3s, look through the courses, whatever lights up, go there. If you're looking for an opportunity to be live with us every week and ask questions and ask questions to the council and be part of a community, which is global in nature, that is dedicated to living these teachings, uh, join our advanced master's class program. Wherever you start, it'll be perfect. Just let the energy and the light guide the way. So thank you, Terry. I appreciate it so much. And I love what you're doing in the world as well. The council, we did a course many years ago called the 11 Spiritual Roles of the Soul, which continues to be one of our one of our favorite courses, as well as the Art of Channeling, which you can find at saralana.com. And, you know, we each have our roles. There's messengers, there's connectors, there's uplifters and way showers. And what you're doing is so important to guiding people to really living their purpose and their highest potential. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a light for all of us. We really appreciate it. So much love to everybody. Hey, this is your host, Terry Williams. Thanks for tuning in to The Art of Impeccable Soul Care, bridging ancient wisdom and modern teachings to raise your vibration and elevate your life. For more information or to work with me, visit soulpractices.com and subscribe to my tribe. You'll be the first to hear about upcoming guests and workshops, free resources, and so much more. Until next time, thanks again. Hi, I'm Jane Asher, and I believe, and from what I've been shown, that when our loved ones die, they don't really leave. They just slip into the next room. On my podcast, I explore the bigger picture surrounding life on Earth and what follows when we do die. I speak with authors, friends, transition specialists, and other experts about every facet of death, dying, grief, hospice care, cultural traditions, and also our beliefs about that final journey and what we may end up facing. Please join me on the next room on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.